podcast world, Cabin Studios. This is The Value with your host, Kevin Valley. Today, I want to do something a little bit different, you know, different from the typical interview format. I want to actually read an article that I wrote a couple of years ago on failing to raise capital. My first experience, I guess you could call it my first attempt slash foray into entrepreneurship. So the reason I want to share this story because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it and, quite frankly, learn from it. So I'm going to talk about my experience trying to raise capital, and I'm also going to give some advice on how to de-risk your startup for investors. So every business starts with an idea. Even the greatest idea can remain undeveloped without the money to make it happen. And if you've ever taken the time to develop a business plan, to perfect your pitch, deliver it to investors, then you only have one desired outcome, to win the investment. I started off my career on the investor side of the table, working with RBC as an equity analyst. Now, this lesson I'm about to share with you, though, comes from the first time I took off my investor hat and donned the cap of a tech entrepreneur, which taught me something truly unexpected. Now, at the time, I'd been an analyst covering the international technology sector for a few years. Now, this was a fitting step for me as I'd been obsessed with technology since I taught myself how to touch type on my father's old Macintosh computer since I was 12. I understood how the sector worked. I understood how it moved. I loved how technology could so drastically change an industry and give innovative businesses an advantage. Now, one Friday night on April 12, 2013, to be exact, I just turned off the light to go to bed. It was close to midnight. And I heard the familiar ping of a LinkedIn notification. I received a message which would open the door to an unfamiliar but exciting opportunity. The subject was social app and website idea. Now, for privacy reasons, we'll refer to the sender as Jack. That's how creative I am. In that exchange on LinkedIn, he pitched me on the idea of working together to create mobile apps that were unique and superior to what was already in the market. So we met at a coffee shop after work the following Monday to hash it out. I wanted to see where his head was at with these ideas. And by the time we were done, <laughs> I was completely mind blown. Jack knew so much about mobile applications, the intricate differences between them. And you could tell that he had been studying them to a level of complete obsession. Now, again, based on my line of work, I could clearly see the business case for it. Because every week when updating my industry research, I would read about large tech companies purchasing startups and niche or vertical app services for tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. So I believe that this kind of startup could potentially see that sort of fortune. So for the next five weeks, Jackson and I worked assiduously planning, conceptualizing our app ideas. It was one of the most exhilarating times of my life. I felt free. I felt in control. I felt like I had an enhanced sense of purpose. I'd gone from studying theory to actually living it. And I was completely focused. I was locked in. So we arrived at two app ideas that we decided to move forward with. One was a beautiful photo and video sharing social platform to encourage users to share images and visual discoveries from anywhere in the world, curated in an organized and user-friendly manner. Now, mind you, this was 2013 before Instagram became Instagram and people were using hashtags for hashtag sake. And the second idea was a social and talent networking platform 
where users who have creative, athletic, or other disciplinary talents, so think like martial arts or maybe food arts or something like that, can display those talents and have them reviewed by other users and even talent recruiters. So I want you to think LinkedIn meets YouTube in a seamless and curated manner. So our business plans were ready. The industry research was covered. We had quotations from a top app developer in San Francisco. Now, by profession, Jack was a telecoms guy and I was a finance guy. We both loved technology, but neither of us had any software programming experience. We wanted these apps to be top-notch and world-class. So we found a company in San Francisco, which, of course, is the capital of innovative tech. This company had a track record of developing apps for customers like Sony, Samsung, Uber, Toyota, Huawei, and T-Mobile, just to name a few. So we knew we were in the right hands. Their price tag, <laughs> their price tag, <laughs> their price tag, however, was around $700,000 to develop both apps for Apple and Android. Neither Jack nor I had that kind of money available. So we needed an investment to get started. And of course, I'm talking 700000 US, not Trinidad dollars. <laughs> so I set up a meeting with a friendly investment banking boutique firm to see if there was any interest. I may not have been a software developer, but I understood finance well. I knew the questions the firm would ask, and we prepared accordingly. Now, I'd say the meeting went quite well. I gave an overview of our app ideas and the existing industry trends, including prices paid for app startups and niches or verticals. We had already received copies of the product proposals from the software developers a couple of days before. And Jack walked the investor through details just as meticulously as he had done with me the first time we met. We were seeking an investment of $1 million US million to fund the development of the apps, operating costs, and future updates. And in exchange, we were offering 25% equity ownership stake in our company. So essentially, at a valuation of $4 million for this startup idea that we have. So I want you to guess how much capital the firm offered us. They offered us $0 and 0 cents. They turned us down. I was baffled. My stomach sank. We had done all the research. We crafted an impressive business plan. We found the perfect firm to partner with to bring our business plan to life. So what happened? What I learned from this experience is why I've since decided to dedicate a significant part of my professional career to educating entrepreneurs on how to become investable. The reason that these investors refused to take part, that they refused to invest, even though we had a well-conceived plan and the passion to succeed, is that our business was simply too risky. In preparing our pitch, we are neglected to emphasize how we would de-risk our business, which would therefore de-risk the investment. Since neither Jack nor I could code, we would be dependent on an external third party to deliver our product. Now, if that company went under or did not produce what we wanted, the investment could easily be lost as we would not be able to produce the product on our own. No one who pitches to investors thinks they're going to lose their money. Everybody thinks they're going to 10x. However, People start businesses to make money, but to make investors comfortable, you must show how investing in your business is not a major risk. So in a minute, I'm going to explain how to de-risk your company for investors, as well as provide some insight as to why Jack and I received an investment. 
But just to give you four main pointers, just to get you started. One, get the right team with the right skills. Two, know your industry and target customer. Three, put some skin in the game. And four, make your proposal or pitch authoritative. Proving that you have the right team with the right skills. So what in you or your team's track record and experience proves that you can successfully run this company? To boost investor confidence, you must prove your credibility in your chosen sector. You have passion, you have done your research, and now it is time to convince the investors of your mission, vision, and purpose. Most importantly, it is the time to convince your investors that you and your team are prepared and well-positioned to make this business a success. When demonstrating credibility, now it really helps to have an academic or research-based understanding of the space. For example, my understanding of the information technology sector. However, if you are operating in an existing industry with a number of large players who control a significant portion of the market share, you need to do the extra work to convince the investor that you and your team are the people to disrupt the market. Having an idea alone is not enough. Show off your team skills. <laughs> as much as possible, demonstrate in your pitch that you and your team have the necessary technical capabilities to execute the project without the need to rely heavily on external providers. It's okay to have partners or vendors, but the core aspects of the product or service should be shown to be within the direct control of the team that is seeking the funding so that you can respond quickly and effectively based on the strengths of your team. Anyone can have a great idea, but only the right team of people with the correct set of skills can execute it properly. And that is what makes a good investment. In Jack and I's experience, as I previously mentioned, as founders of our tech startup, neither of us could code or develop the tech product. The investors saw that we would have been dependent on an external third party to develop our product. And if that third party went under or did not produce what we wanted, the investment could have been easily lost as we would not have been able to produce the product on our own. The lesson learned here is to ensure that you have an industry specialist and the core skills needed to produce your product or service on your team because it makes a huge difference. Number two, know your industry and target customer. Knowing your competitors means that you understand your business and the space in which you're operating. Knowing your target customer means you understand the pain and the problems that you're solving and how the people affected by those problems behave. You must show an in-depth understanding of these two things when pitching investors in order to de-risk your investment. A keen understanding of the industry and target market demonstrates that you have done your research and you can think beyond the present moment. Because remember, investors, at least sophisticated investors, invest with the long-term in mind. They invest with a long-term horizon in mind. So what if the market changes? What if demand changes? Would your business be prepared to respond to, therefore, protect the investment? Many entrepreneurs seeking startup funding claim that no competition exists for the product because of its uniqueness or variety in its offering. However, one thing you must always remember is that there is always competition. If you do not think you have competition, you most likely have not done enough market research. What are your target customers currently using to solve their problems? A product or service is merely a means to an end. The focus must be on what is the problem you're trying to solve. 
Consumers do not purchase products and services. They purchase solutions to their problems. The feelings they desire, experiences they crave. Focus on your customer's problem and research your competition. So you really want to take the time to thoroughly understand your customers, their problems, and how they will use your product or service. Get out there, talk to them, and then use that information in your pitch. That adds credibility. How do you solve the problem better? What makes what you're offering unique? Similarly important is understanding what is being offered by your competitors. Now, this research can help you make your products, services, your marketing, and your branding stand out. It will allow you to differentiate your product and company and generate sustainable profits, which, of course, is important to investors. If you cannot articulate why people should spend their money on what you're offering, you will not have much success in winning the investment. So the lesson learned here for Jack and myself was to know the main players in the market and what you could do differently than them. Proving our competitive advantage. Show that you've done your research, understand your customers, their problems, and why they will choose your solution. Number three, put some skin in the game. Blood, sweat, and money. <laughs> An effective way to de-risk your company for investment is to spend time testing and tweaking your idea first. To do this, you can hold focus groups to identify the kinks. You can test your product with your target customers. You can gain traction in the market, build hype and momentum. Really prove your concept. Also, personal investment in your company should be at least 10% of what you're asking for as an investment. It shows buy-in from the owners. It shares the financial risk with investors and demonstrates that you believe in the success of your company. In addition to investment from the owners, you can also tap into your network of friends and family members to provide that initial investment. If you can get your friends and family to believe in you, it is more likely that you'll be able to build confidence from external investors as well. If you are still short on startup capital after putting in what you can and getting investments from friends and family, then there are a few other possible options to fund what is needed before you go to the external investors. You can search for startup incubators and other programs and business competitions that may give you guidance or funding for your company. You can start with an idea that has a lower initial capital requirement that will allow you to save the initial investment needed. Or if possible, you can adjust your spending, your lifestyle, to allow for more savings from your current income. So the lesson learned here for Jack and I is to be your first investor. This includes investment in both time and money. Now, number four, make your proposal or make your pitch authoritative. So once you have demonstrated credibility, once you've taken the time to understand the industry and your customers, you've put some of your own money on the line, you're ready to prepare your pitch. Now, an effective pitch will convince investors to give you money to reach your dreams and will support your business case with credible research, industry trends, and the right numbers. In addition to what, what we just spoke about, I want you to make sure that your pitch focuses on the following. One, demonstrate that you have product market fit. As discussed, an in-depth understanding of your customers shows that you have done sufficient market research and helps you predict the growth potential and the market capture potential in your industry. Market research is a continuous process. 
And of course, being continuous, it needs to be updated as market dynamics change or as your product or service evolves, as it should. Explain why your customers choose you over your competition and show that you're in tune with what they're seeking. Here, great resource would be direct customer feedback. Number two, detail your go-to-market strategy. Show and tell exactly how you plan to execute your business idea and generate healthy investment returns. The more detailed, the better. Most importantly, show how your strategy will de-risk their investment and you are more likely to convince an investor to inject some capital into your business. Now, that's the end of the article there, folks. If you enjoyed that, I want you to go ahead and give this episode a five-star rating or share it with one friend. Now, in the next episode, you're going to hear me speak to Kimberly Ofori about idea development and business model design to really ensure that you optimize your business so that it's not only scalable, but it's also attractive to investors and acquirers. As a matter of fact, Kimberly has started and sold two companies herself. More on that in the next episode. Until then, Podcast World, Cabin Studios, we are out. <laughs>